Somebody date us cause we're getting really lonely Is it our personalities where we just had the homely? You swipe left then I swipe right Sitting on my couch at night Hoping that I get a match only to be ghosted fast When you're the only one still single Hey baby, can I get your number? Um, no So you write this stupid jingle To say somebody please date us Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Somebody Date Us. It's Carly. It's Asal. And it's Lauren. And Asal, I want to know why you should be single this week. I had a really, really, really hard time thinking about why I should be single this week. And the only strange thing, I don't think it's strange. I don't know. Maybe other people will. Um, The thing that I can think of is that I love... Like recently, I've been really, really, really obsessed with like eating seaweed, like seaweed snacks. Oh, yeah. Like, I love it. Like, I can eat probably like three packs and there's like maybe like 20 in each pack. Like, (laughs) I love it. And like, it's probably not that weird, but like JB thinks it's really weird. He thinks it's like (laughs) just eating seaweed. Like, what? Um, But I don't know. It's the only thing I can think of. It's... Probably not weird. Like, do you guys, have you guys had it before? Isn't it amazing? I, I've had it before. I like it. I no. would, like, never think to buy it, but oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not, it's like... It's not comfort food for me, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's my new comfort food. Like, I haven't bought <laughs> chips in so long because it's, like, all I would eat would, like, okay. a whole bag of chips. And I was like, I need to stop buying chips. But yeah. seaweed, it's, like, five calories for a whole box, and it's just, like, salty and so good. Oh, I love it. I wish I liked it, but like honestly, it just I eat it and like this tastes like the sea. <laughs> like I can't eat this. Don't they have different flavors of it or anything? Like yeah, I tried them. Like, oh, I, I, know, like, I have some in my cupboard from like two years ago. Okay, do they really have different flavors? Carly, check the expired date. Um, if they aren't expired, I will take them off your hands. <laughs> Sounds great. I will send them to you. What flavors do they come in? Like Chipotle? Like what's going on here? I've only like ever had barbecue already. and like uh like there's one that was like uh like Himalayan salt with something else. Like okay. weird. <laughs> just say salt. I'm gonna say Himalayan salt, like so bougie. <laughs> I love that. Okay, Carly, what about you? Why should you be single this week? Are you eating seaweed too? (laughs) No, but I am telling you, like, once again, I had to kick the chips. Like, I need to, like, really work on, like, not eating, like, a trash can. So, basically, my thing is, like, brogies. Like, those are the bomb.com. Like, I loved brogies. They're so good. They're like these delicious like type of like they're popped grains and they're they're like air and they're only 20 calories for one thing. I think they have like four grams of carbs and I eat them all the time. Like I had one here like before we recorded and it was just, it's just good if I need a crunch because I feel like a lot of what I'm eating now, like there's, I don't, I miss like the crunch and this is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that and like the, like the rice, you know, the rice cakes, they Mm -hmm. sell every, like, you know, everything bagel, they sell everything rice cake. So that was like a little bit of like, um, cream cheese. Game I do um, love rice cakes. And those are only 50 calories. Anyway, so um, why I'm single? Well, because I'm a weirdo. And no, I'm single because actually like when I was getting ready today, because this is, I really only do my makeup um, every Wednesday. And so 
I had already like looked closely in a mirror and I looked a little closer and actually guys, like I have such a bad mustache. Like it's really, really bad. And usually I'm good. Like I take care of it. Like I, as soon as like the salons closed down, I bought like a little wax pod and like I'll, I sometimes if I'm just feeling crazy, I'll just like, like pluck my mustache all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It hurts. I'm like, meet, meet, meet. But uh, yo, I straight up have a pelt. I don't know if you guys can see it, but I do. I have a little bit of a. I tried looking. I can't. Oh, welcome can to the pub, it? sir. No. Can you see it? It's hard yeah. to tell, but. Well, she's there. I'll take a picture but... of it. I'll share it on Instagram. I'm sure you're not like the only one facing that in isolation right now. No. Yeah. No, I'm like, I'm no, I'm like. Do you guys see? Can't really tell that either. You can't even tell. Anyway, but yeah, I'm single because you know what? I'm not smooching anybody anytime soon. So uh, mustaching it up, I guess. Lauren, why should you be single? I should be single because I know, like, obviously, like, I love my job. And I'm very thankful to be employed right now. And I know there's people that have a a lot harder jobs than I do right now. But it really sucks to be a social media manager right now because I just feel like it's been crisis after crisis on social media. Mm-hmm. And it's literally, I feel like whenever I hang out with Arnold during the week, it's like all I can talk about is work, which I'm never that kind of person. Like you guys know, I just, I hardly ever talk about work. I'm very yeah. good at separating my life. Yeah. And maybe it's because like work is also in my home and mm-hmm. I don't leave my home that often anymore. But mm-hmm. I feel like it must be so annoying because like Arnold's not even on social media. Like he probably doesn't even know what's going on in the world sometimes. So I'm like, just like sitting there like explaining all my like, problems to him and he probably has no idea like thankfully he's like so good at listening but I'm like I must have like I must be annoying like I, I don't really like hearing about people's jobs so like, uh, uh, good sport yeah so that's why I should be single yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. <laughs> all right should we get into the episode yes I'm so oh, excited gosh, yes. All right, so we are so, so excited to welcome Antoinette Gomez. Antoinette is the founder and CEO of Pleasure Peaks, which is a cannabinoid-based women's sexual health company. Her company develops products for women to have an optimal and healthy sex life, no matter what boundaries they're currently facing. Pleasure Peaks has formulated 16 different products for sexual pain and pleasure, focusing on menstrual pain, endometriosis, rape survivors, and much more. Pleasure Peaks has been featured on Breakfast Television, Vice, and Flair Magazine, just to mention a few. So I feel like we could have talked to her all day, guys. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. you're in for such an episode. We're so excited. We know it, it's running a little bit long, but trust us, get your pen and paper out, take notes. This episode is really fun and really informative. Yeah. So should we all say it together, guys? Let's welcome Antoinette. So welcome Antoinette. Um, Thank you for being here today. Um, Can you start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. I'm Antoinette Gomez, the CEO and founder of Pleasure Peaks. It's a cannabis-based woman's sexual health company that I started back in 2015, just after realizing that there are many women around the world today that have a lot of barriers to having an optimal sex life 
regard uh, for so many different reasons. And cannabis is a great front runner and a natural alternative um, to to be used for women for a lot of sexual health ailments. So that's what I'm here to be speaking with you guys about today is really how to use cannabis to have an optimal sex life and a juicy relationship. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. So I have to ask, um, how did you get into cannabis? Like, what was your introduction into this world like? Of course, yes. I think I got back into the cannabis industry in 2013, pre-legalization here in Toronto, Canada. My background is in holistic nutrition. I am absolutely mind blown on how natural alternatives, including food, can be so incredibly beneficial towards our health, um, even for patients that have chronic pain ailments. When I was interning, I interned at a chronic pain clinic that was very public on using cannabis for natural alternatives, which was very different for me, something that I was very skeptical on. But as I started within my first week, I noticed thousands of patients that were telling me that they were using cannabis and seeing it work with my own eyes. And that really opened up this whole world for me to realize that cannabis is something that should be a lot more mainstream and the cannabis and its medical um, properties should definitely be shared just so people can make their own conscious choices on their own health. So like full transparency, I personally know like next to nothing about cannabis. So like I, I'm super excited to talk to you about this because like I know there's probably many other people out there that just don't know like the benefits of it. And um, I'm really curious on like how cannabis can like affect sexual pleasure. And I know that's a loaded question, but like maybe give us the Coles notes. <laughs> Of course, I'm here to help, girlfriend. I am like, I am the go-to gal for all of my girlfriends on anything cannabis. It's as simple as, you know, helping you with your first dispensary order to finding that perfect cannabis lube to use in the bedroom. And for novice cannabis consumers, I absolutely love educating you guys and sharing the knowledge that I have Um which is tremendous. And what I would say is if you're a novice user looking to get into cannabis, understand that cannabis today is so different than everything anyone has ever told you. We have <laughs> cannabis in um, so many different methods of consumption. We have oils, we have tinctures, we have body creams, we have face masks, we have bath bombs, we have cannabis that are non-psychoactive and don't have to get you high. And we have cannabis that are really good for, you know, increasing arousal or creativity. And there's so many different types of cannabis methods of consumption, so many different types of cannabis strains, and every strain has very different um, effects that they will have on the body. So when, when I speak to novice users, I say it's a very exciting time for you guys because there's so much room to explore for whatever you're looking for. If you're looking for something that you want to, you know, use in the bedroom, for an example, just to, you know, make it tangible for you guys at home. If you are wanting to use cannabis in the bedroom, think about what type of sexual experience you're looking for. Because everybody asks me, what's the best strain for sex, right? And I wish I could tell you, I wish I could tell you the exact strain and how to smoke it. But what I end up, you know, giving you guys is really questioning what sexual experience you're looking for. And some days it's different than other days. You know, we always want 
whatever we want and there's nothing wrong with that but it's finding that the right cannabis product for that specific sexual ailment so it's kind of like going backwards right so we're trying Mm -hmm. to match the product for that experience so when we're talking about cannabis um we you know we like to use cannabis that will give us like tons of energy if we're if we're wanting like a very high energy sexual you know like (laughs) hard breath kind of skins rather than body high that you would want in a massage setting or in like a more seductive or a more um, submissive state, depending on what, you know, you, what role you want to play in the sexual experience. So that's what I want to get really deep into you guys at the end of this podcast. I really want you guys to go home understanding like which products you want to, you know, grab and try out first. (laughs) Can we get into that like right now? Because <laughs> <laughs> needs to know. Because <laughs> I'm like Lauren, I don't know anything about weed. Um, so please enlighten us. <laughs> yeah. So where to start? So a lot, let's talk about methods of consumption. So when we're talking about the cannabis plant, um, you can buy, and since we're all in Toronto, we can all go to our OCS store, our Ontario cannabis store.ca and buy <laughs> cannabis online and have it delivered to us, which is amazing. What another thing that I love about the OCS store is that when you go online, it actually tells you what the terpene profile of the cannabis plant is and what the THC or the cannabinoid percentages in the cannabis plants as well. Understanding what the plant is made up of will give you a better understanding of how it's going to affect you. So when we're looking at THC percentages today, we're finding things from like 18 to like 25 or maybe even 28%, um, which is which has come from generations of cultivators always trying to get the most THC out of the plant as possible. Um, But, you know, high THC levels can be incredibly beneficial for some people, especially in terms of like creativity. Um, But high THC can also mitigate a lot of anxiety in people. So if you find that you're one of those people that or one of those people that say like, oh, I've smoked a joint, but I just like get freaked out so easily. I just get anxiety. It's yeah, probably. <laughs> We've all been there. That's totally fine. And that's usually it end up by, by just consuming cannabis that had a higher THC level than what you were wanting, period. Mm-hmm. Um, so trying to mitigate that effect is having more CBD um, in the cannabis plant um, because those are our two main famous cannabinoids, THC and CBD. CBD is almost in everything right now. It's such a trend. It's in every hair and makeup thing you could possibly think about. Um, But CBD, the reason why it is, is because it's non-psychoactive. So CBD is incredibly safe and usually one of the first products that cannabis, uh, novice cannabis consumers will go towards because it has that nice non-psychoactive property, but still reaping the benefits of the medical properties that CBD also has. CBD is so incredibly effective for women who may have sexual, women or men who may have sexual anxieties or maybe even sexual traumas, to be honest. Um, I've seen so many doctors speak publicly on CBD and its relationship to PTSD and anxiety. And all I can say is that it works incredible wonders when used in when, in, when inhaled. So we're thinking like joints, vapes, um, 
dabs or, or like vaporizer pens that will really have a fast acting um, effect to really mitigate that anxiety that you're having for that sexual experience. I hope you guys are taking notes. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we got this recording. We're going to like reflect on after this. Yeah, I'll end up listening to this like 50 times. So like, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> While you're on your walk to the dispensary. <laughs> well, I was just going to say to uh, Sal, you had like a CBD pen or something that you tried and you didn't find it did it had any impact on you but like would that just be because maybe like the level was just too low or something well, because it? it was cbd uh, and it wasn't thc maybe well i i had purchased it initially for my parents because they have trouble sleeping and i told that to the person at the dispensary and so they recommended this pen um and i think i could be wrong but it was indica i don't know oh, okay and so it didn't work like i i I've smoked it and I don't feel anything. Um, I also went and got an oil as well. Um, and same thing, like I don't really feel anything with those sort of things. And maybe I'm not taking enough of it, I don't know, but I've tried with the oil. I've done um, one drop at first because I was really scared and then I didn't feel anything. And then I took like four drops the next time, still didn't feel anything. So. Then you drank the whole bottle. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very, very common thing that I hear people say like, oh, I tried the CBD thing, but I didn't feel anything. And the one answer I always give them all is like, you're not supposed to feel anything because it's non-psychoactive, <laughs> right? So you're not going to feel high from it. You're not going to feel it working, um, but you may feel it working if you actually were suffering from pain or inflammation in the body, um, not necessarily for sleep, um, but if you were dealing with maybe cramps, menstrual cramps that many of us um, who menstruate get, um, or people who deal with um, sexual pain, um, which is also known as dyspareunia, which is also common with people who have past sexual traumas as well, CBD can help. But it's not something that you necessarily feel. feel. You feel it in the sense where you're not feeling pain anymore because that's exactly what it's working. It's an analgesic. So it's, it's really treating the pain directly at its point where you're not really feeling high. THC can also really help us relieve pain, but it gives us relieving pain in the sense where we're not really paying much attention to that certain area right now. So, so it's kind of like taking an Advil if you have a headache. Like you don't feel it working, but your headache's gone. <laughs> exactly. It's a good way to put it. <laughs> that makes so much sense to me. I'm like, huh, I ain't that true. Okay, I got it. I got it. And all cannabis, like what I love about cannabis is that once you understand how cannabis works, its medical properties in terms of cannabinoids and terpenes, then you can see how you want to use it. Do you want to use it for that cerebral high to get creative and fun in the bedroom and talk dirty talk? Or are you, you know, trying to get out of that sexual anxiety that you may be feeling? Or are you thinking, no, like, you know, you're tense from like a hard day at work or, you know, you just played basketball and you, but you really want to give her her it all <laughs> maybe you want to give it a body massage maybe that's what you, you really need you know think about your sexuality and your sexual experience as a whole body rather than just the genitals that's what I get that's what I love to do is get people thinking about their sexual experience way bigger 
And so you can use it in your body, but you can also use it like as a foot rub or if you want to get even more fun with it, cannabis applied topically on the genitals can be incredibly beneficial. This is more so toward um, people with vulvas, unfortunately, just because we have a very high mucosa area <laughs> <Nice> there. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Okay. Like, like in oil or like what would a topical... Yeah, so a topical is basically an infused um, oil or it can be a cream or a lubricant if you want when you put it on the genitals. And this top, what I love about topicals is that they will only have a localized effect. So if you're ever feeling like um, you have a bad cramp, like menstrual cramps, you can put this cannabis cream directly on your lower belly and your pain will go away within minutes. And what's great is that, yes, you do have cannabis in your system, in your lower belly, but you are not psychoactively high because it's only on a localized area. So this is incredibly game changer for women who are just using cannabis on the go to really have an optimal life. Um, so if you use that on a localized area, like your pussy, amazing things can happen. What I've been finding is that cannabis lube definitely helps us with more lubrication and more pleasure, but specifically helps women achieve orgasm a lot easier. And that is a huge issue for many women today um, of having an actual orgasm, just period. And I find that using cannabis topically can definitely help women reach that, attain that so much easier. Um, with a cannabis um, application. So why is that? <laughs> like, when Why is that? So yeah. <laughs> when we're going back to the basics of the making up of the cannabis plant, THC, uh, when applied topically, can really heighten sensitivity to touch. Mm -hmm. So that tied in with the clitoris could do amazing work on its own. Um, if you wanted to attach like a toy or a partner or fingers on top of that, it would just make that work go so much more further. Another thing how it works is it, it also has CBD. So CBD is also a anti, um, is a natural anti-inflammatory. So if you are feeling that you have endometriosis or if you are feeling that you have dyspareunia or if you have pain during intercourse, that could be huge barriers from you attaining orgasm or just having optimal sex period. So I find that CBD is working its way on those back end to really give you that orgasm that you're looking for. Um, another front runner is that cannabis on its own cannabis as a whole is a natural vasodilator and one of the biggest most well-known vasodilators we know is viagra mm -hmm. so if we think about wow. it <laughs> cannabis is a natural viagra if used topically which is super cool and exciting and it's worth doing the research in and it's worth um, sharing because i've just helped so many women have better sex lives because of it from and I, I definitely come from the medical space at this clinic. And the reason why I started this company, I had, you know, tons of women. I think I had around 30 women who were diagnosed with endometriosis who weren't having sex for months, months. And they were married. And that was just so shocking to me because I knew as a woman and as a person who also studies Tantra, I know that if you're not having a sexual satisfied life, you're not going to have a satisfied life period. So 
it all goes hand in hand and cannabis can definitely be a great front runner for anybody that's having any sexual health ailments. That is such a great tip. Oh my goodness. Awesome. Um, But I have a question. So I was hoping you would debunk this myth for me. So I heard that um, if you feel, let's say, you know, you're new to this and you're experimenting and you take something with a higher THC in it, is it true that CBD will actually help balance that high out? True or false? I don't know if you can answer this. This has been a debate for so long. (laughs) And to be honest, I'm on the side where I think that CB, so this is, this is how I'm going to say this. So THC and CBD are fighting for rooms on, for room on your receptors. So I'm just going to add that obviously I'm not a medical professional. I'm a business professional and I own a business that works with many doctors. I'm not here to diagnose, cure, or you know, recommend any cannabis products for anybody. But what I would say is that when terms of can CBD really get you out of a green out, right? So if people are too high and people have consumed too much cannabis, unfortunately, what can happen is people feel a green out. And that's usually when the skin turns yellow or green. And what ends up happening is usually you eat everything in the fridge or you pass out, or, you know, maybe sometimes you even vomit, unfortunately, before you pass out. But one great thing is that nobody has ever died from a, uh, from a green out, which is Facts. beautiful. Facts. Um, so what I would say is, how do you, you know, not get there? How do you not get a green out? And what I would always say is always have CBD on hand. CBD is fighting for space on your receptors with the THC. So if you are using um, high THC products and you're using it all day, you have a lot of THC in your system. CBD acts as a modulator and it will basically um, wipe out the the THC for space, meaning that you have more non-psychoactive cannabinoids in the body, making you less psychoactive and less high, and then hopefully bringing you out of the green out. So that's basically what I have noticed through my eight years of being in this industry and helping people get out of it, um, green outs just by being at conferences and witnessing people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we need to go to these conferences. <laughs> right? And I have seen that work. I've had doctors say otherwise. Um, but yes, more research is definitely key, which is why I started the Pleasure Talks podcast because cannabis is something that is so heavily regulated in Canada and in the US. Like we're really no different. Like in Canada, we regulate cannabis like nuclear waste. We cannot (laughs) even like look at the product, right? So at the same time, when we're talking about, you know, cannabis products in the US and Canada, the, the research that we have is so limited because of the war on drugs and because of you know, how we've monopolized the industry because of that. So what we're finding is that there's very limited um, research. So what I did is I created the Pleasure Talks podcast so people could share their own cannabis stories because you guys would not believe the stories that I've heard. I've heard people cure their fibroid, like their 13 pound tumors with cannabis. I've heard people, you know have children after being told that they would be sterile for the rest of their life while using cannabis. I've seen so many incredible things because of cannabis, 
but it's only because we have done our research and we've tried to use it to the best of our abilities and create medical applications, medical grade applications, which are so incredibly important. So yeah, I think these tools are really going to help people, but it's cannabis is a huge part of Canadian culture, period. Like just period. Everyone here in Canada, we smoke like it's legal and you know, we should know a lot more about our plant than we do for sure today. Absolutely. Um, so do you, oh, go ahead, Carly. So yeah, speaking of that, like where if somebody is like really curious and they just want to know how to kind of get started and just educate themselves a little bit more um, on the flowers and like you said, the different types of products that you can actually get uh, to whether it's treating the pain or feel that psychoactive high, where should they start if you can name any resources? Of course. Uh, one of my favorite resources is Leafly, leafly.com. Leafly has been around forever since yeah. ever, like since yeah, ever. Um, everybody knows Leafly and cannabis. They are like the Google of cannabis. Basically, you can Google any cannabis strain, and it will tell you the terpene profile and the THC percentages of it. So you can rate, you can choose your cannabis plants accordingly, which is really empowering for novice cannabis users. Um, Another thing is you can always check out your local dispensaries to see if they have any information as well. But Leafly is definitely has the most information out there, which would be a great starting place. There's also apps like Strain Print, and Leafly is also an app, I believe. But Strain Print is an amazing app where if you're new, what I always suggest to people is create a strain guide. Because what's so cool about cannabis too is that humans have cannabinoid systems specifically to consume cannabis, which are super cool. Like, you know how we have our respiratory system, our muscular system, our central nervous system. We have an endocannabinoid system that we never learned about, which is so cool. And our endocannabinoid system, what's different about it is that it's very unique your cannabinoid system is just as unique as your fingerprint. So, you know, I can smoke the same cannabis product that you're smoking and we'll still have very different effects regardless of us knowing the THC percentages and those terpene profiles. So it's incredibly important for new new users to have a strain journal where you are writing down what strains you're using and writing if they're helping you or if they're not helping you and writing down the strain name, the method of consumption, any information that you have on the experience just to help you make more informed choices. This is incredibly game changer, especially for um, patients in the very beginning. I, I found out that for some reason, white widows and white castles just don't really work well for me. They give me huge migraines. So I, I acknowledge that those type of genetics don't work well for me. I know all of these strain names sound super crazy, like <laughs> Thunderfuck and Green Crack and all these things. That's and honestly, I've, I've had issues with it for so many, you know, over so many years. But what I've acknowledged and just found is that they carry so much weight. These genetics, they actually do go so far back, but we have that information. You can really follow the lineage of these strains, especially even on Leafly or strain hunters. And they can tell you, you know, how people have been using it the most or medically or recreationally. And it's a great resource to start. And that strain print app 
you just open it up, you consume your cannabis, and five minutes later, it asks you, how was your cannabis experience? Rate it for us. And then it saves away in your phone. (laughs) So it's really easy. Hardest part is remembering to use it, obviously, but (laughs) it's a great resource. Um, So you mentioned um, consumption methods of cannabis. What are the different consumption methods? Yeah, when I talk about consumption methods, I'm really saying like, how would you like to consume cannabis? Because there are so many now, right? When in Ontario, well, in Canada, we just announced our edibles really recently and our and our beverages, which are coming out, which is really exciting. So we have drinks, we have edibles, we have creams, oils, butters, um, we have tinctures, which can go under the tongue and directly under the under the um, under the bloodstream. But what I'm saying is with these methods of consumption, they all have very different effects. An edible or anything that has to go through the liver is going to be metabolized differently. So when you're metabolizing it that way, it usually takes between an hour and a half to two hours to kick in, you know? So that's very different from consuming a joint that you're going to feel almost immediately. So take those into um, account when, you know, trying to have that optimal sexual experience. Because the worst part of my job is hearing people being like oh I tried to have an edible and have great cannabis sex and it was awful <laughs> and I'm like wow what a like ball your alarm. <laughs> how long did it last for <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> all these different um consumption methods like do most dispensaries offer it all or like do you have to go to certain places to get certain kinds they don't, they don't offer the consumption, but they offer the different products, right? So they offer edibles and they offer creams and they offer vape pens and flour and tinctures. So out of all of those, you can choose what you want to do with them. Because even those tinctures that you buy at the dispensary, you can really choose to make it into an edible or you can just put it directly under the tongue. But um, yeah, it's really how you want to play around with cannabis, which is one of my favorite things because I have a level oil machine upstairs and I can create a cannabis glycerin or a cannabis oil and I can create cannabis cocktails or cannabis bread. Like I create cannabis pancakes every Saturday. It's like, oh my God, we're coming (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I love is like, I really want to educate and show people all of the amazing benefits that cannabis can have. So you can really reap them all whenever you feel like it. Mm -hmm. Like one of my favorite cannabis hacks is create keeping cannabis oil in my bag when I go to a club or something, just because my feet hurt. If I'm wearing heels all day, I will straight up put cannabis oil on my feet and still continue dancing just because I'm no longer in pain. You know, they might be a little bit slippery, but I feel good and I'm still having a good time. (laughs) You know? So, so when it comes to these different forms of, you know, um, I guess, ingesting uh, the, the THC or CBD. Um, we kind of talked, I think we touched on it uh, a little bit on it in the beginning, but let's say you're using, you know, um, a THC infused lube with, a, with your partner. Um, so talking about consent and that sort of thing, um, is that something, is that a conversation that you would, you know, need to have? Like, how does that work in the bedroom? Like if you're really gung-ho and you want to use, this like great, you know, special lubricant, but you don't tell your partner, 
how, what does that look like? That's a great conversation. And, and thank you for bringing that up because consent is so important. I feel that alcohol is so tied into, unfortunately, rape culture because of the inebriation and the intoxication of the act, of course. Um, but when it comes to cannabis, it's really important to have that being shared before a thousand percent. So whether that's like you just sharing a joint outside of a bar together or whatever, because some people even wrote roll tobacco, right? So they might not even know there's cannabis in it, but just, you know, having that verbal communication that there is cannabis in it is definitely important to have because no one should feel that they're intoxicated without, you know, having their permission. So that's, I'm really happy that you asked that. Another thing is, is that I've been working with like a lot of sex educators and what's so cool is that they're bringing in like BDSM and kink and even cannabis into play. So another thing that I learned recently is forced consumption. Forced consumption is a point of BDSM where, you know, a partner will make another partner basically smoke so much cannabis to the form that they're incredibly submissive and playing with those submissive dominance practices which are so mm -hmm. incredibly cool mm -hmm. which I think is so much fun because I'm into like a lot of crazy sexuality stuff but another thing is is that consent is incredibly important and I like to make it playful so a tip that I learned from Ashley Manta which is another sex educator which I love but she says like can it like having sex is like ordering a pizza right so it's just like hey um, you know, do you want to have a pizza? <laughs> right. And they're like, hell yeah, I want a pizza. And they're like, okay, cool. What do you want on it? You, want? Yeah. <laughs> you know, do you want, you know, cheese? Do you want pepperoni? Do you want handcuffs? What do you want on your pizza? <laughs> you know, all of the above. <laughs> am, am I paying for the pizza? Are you paying for the pizza? <laughs> I love right? that. And it really just opens up this conversation for you to have a lot more options into your sexual experience and to make it really everything you want in its own and, you know, exchange um, certain things with your partner that you might not have before. So it really just opens up the conversation to have a lot more fun while, you know, talking about cannabis. Like, are you okay with smoking cannabis? Um, are you okay if I, you know, use it? topically instead of consuming it you know because everyone has their own boundaries but I find that this is a great way to have it a little bit more playful so question for you then um when it comes to partners um just your personal opinion maybe your personal experience um do you how does that the, the dynamic when it comes to you know uh maybe somebody who's like a heavily, a heavy weed user in the relationship versus somebody who's not. Um, do you, because I feel like, you know, marijuana, it's just, it, it, it really is a lifestyle for a lot of people. You know, it's something that they use day in and day out for, you know, a multitude of reasons. Um, but they might have a partner that they absolutely love and they adore. Um, and they're not, they're, they're really not, not into that. Um, because this is such a big part of their life. Do you, I don't know if you've experienced this, but do you think that down the road that could maybe become a little bit of a problem in relationships if both partners just aren't on the same page? 
I think having partners on the same page is incredibly important. And I find that respecting people's choice of cannabis is just as important. And I understand that a lot of people may not feel comfortable around cannabis. And I have definitely run into a lot of relationships where it has been a huge issue in many relationships, although it's been incredibly pleasurable for others. So what I would say is finding a happy medium with cannabis. And I'll go back to like the early days of when I was working with patients, because I remember so many patients that could benefit from cannabis were even super just not wanting cannabis at all. And it's usually the stigma of where it comes from. It's the scaredness. It's the reefer madness, you know, kind of seeping through the devil's lettuce. (laughs) So (laughs) that's something that, you know, is having is worth having a conversation with your partner think that you know they're worth having a thousand percent and it may be a a conversation hard having but it's just you know unfortunately to say consuming cannabis helps having those hard conversations so um to to each their own but like something even like you mentioned you mentioned the word marijuana i never used the word marijuana because i found out very early on that marijuana was a term that was coined to sound can't to make cannabis sound more Mexican. So it's actually a huge part of our war on drugs and why we have incarcerated so many people um, of color because of that. So little tidbits of that, like just like we really need to have a whole new viewpoint of what cannabis is. It's really a superfood. <laughs> like it's one of our best ones that we have. So I find that with cut when, when it comes to couples that have issues with cannabis it really comes out of stigma or um you know energy levels within people because i know a lot of people use cannabis as a profession um which can be very very hard for so many people because it really helps them with that escapism although i wouldn't highly tag it on to cannabis that's more of like an internal issue um but it's definitely something to be aware of and i wouldn't separate the two either so it's really just having those strong conversations because everybody is so unique and everybody's cannabis consumption is so unique i am a huge cannabis like enthusiast like i remember one time i was on a date and they asked me they're like oh so you work in cannabis you must get like be high all the time and i was like okay (laughs) sure like what a what an incredibly ignorant comment and um It's just really, it's really eye-opening to see how other people's perception of cannabis consumption is today. And it, and it's so, so far beyond the truth. It's insane. So it's having those, yeah, <laughs> talks. If you work at the LCB, are you trash all the time? Like, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I know, right? I remember I was on a date once and this guy, um, I, I'm very public on cannabis. You can't Google my name without seeing cannabis. Nice. And he brought like a pack of joints. And I was like, oh, this is a great day. You're a good guy. I'm super happy right now. You know, like that. That's so thoughtful of you. It's like someone buying you a drink, right? Mm. Instead of someone's <laughs> yeah. bringing you a joint. So it's very, very thoughtful. And you know, that date ended up being so amazing that it went into like later, like really late hours. And 
I remember him being like super like awkward for a moment and I was just like are you okay or anything he's just like yeah I just like don't know whether to ask you if you want like another joint I don't want you to think like I'm a super pothead <laughs> <laughs> yeah where do I draw the line I don't know <laughs> right and everybody's good yeah I yeah. felt that so hard too <laughs> yeah. but I enjoyed both and I was really happy the whole time and it's just having those tough conversations yes people can a thousand percent judge you because of your consumption yeah are they worth having in your circle that's yours to choose from unfortunately but you know everybody's super different and i find just having those conversations are great because i know people who use cannabis religiously i know people who use cannabis religiously just to juice their cannabis they don't even mm -hmm. smoke it they just juice it <laughs> right and i find that's such like a waste of cannabis to me but for them they absolutely love it and you know it comes in all sorts of of packages these days it's just a very exciting time speaking of like so, pro products and stuff i noticed that on your website you have a wait list of like products coming soon in 2020 like can you tell us a bit about like that in any way or is it I'm so excited. <laughs> Guys, I've been in cannabis for like eight years now and I'm finally getting my product line out. I'm so excited. That's it. This this is finally going to be, I'm sorry guys, in the U.S. This is going to be a U.S. launch. We're still waiting for our Canada launch because Canada's restrictions are way harder than the U.S. The word, sure. the word pleasure is non-compliant. So <laughs> I've had a lot of work to, in front of myself to do over here. Oh, um, man. But in the U.S., I'm really excited just because these products are so incredibly necessary. I've been in the cannabis and sexual health space for at least five years, five or six years. And I can say wholeheartedly that that space has grown tremendously. There are so many other cannabis and sex brands out there. I'm so happy that I've done my work raising awareness on this topic because there's just no end to it. It helps so many different walks of life that I cannot be more happier about. That's awesome. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully you'll be able to be in Canada soon so we can. Yeah. Um, yeah and if not... We're all gonna have to go to the U.S., but like, is that like smuggling? Like, you to bring it back over to Canada? Like, I don't know. Uh, trafficking. We're just taking yeah. it. Back. <laughs> One thing that you guys are totally welcome for as soon as the borders open up again is we have tantric cannabis love retreats. So Ooh. here at Pleasure Peaks, we do so many things. We have a product line. We do events um, for women to share their own stories. But the pleasure, like the tantric couples cannabis retreats are just absolutely to die for it's like being in hedonism you have endless dab bars unlimited cannabis you get to go on grow tours and you get to go to waterfalls and have tantric practices every day with a group of people that are very intimate but they're small enough where you can like be very comfortable everything is nothing is like recorded or shared we have like our own privacy packed of course but it's a beautiful experience for anybody that's thinking of going and we also welcome singles because we do a lot of single pairings that are really fun too and they also have a lot to offer in terms of helping us all have a really sacred relationship with each other so 
It's a beautiful thing. And we is do them a, in Jamaica and Hawaii. I was just about to say, Ooh. is it also in Jamaica? Like, he didn't even, but yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So I love Jamaica and we had to have it there just because they're super um, positive about cannabis and Tantra especially. Mm. So it's, it's absolutely amazing. So wow. is it just like a, like a villa that everybody goes to or like a hotel type situation? I don't know how much you can tell, but I am just so curious about this. Yeah. What that looks like. It's like a resort. We work, yeah, we work with two resorts. So we work with Coastal Cove in Jamaica and we, uh, we work with the Hawaiian Banana Plantation House in Hawaii. Um, so that's where we will be having them. Both are very beautiful luxury spaces and an amazing space to just get away and have lots of weed and sex. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so fun. Yeah. It, oh, trust me. It is. We also have aphrodisiac infused foods. We go, we go all off and, um, like spa services too. It's really yeah, it's what, very, like, is it very educational? Like, would you recommend someone who has, who doesn't experiment with weed or has never done weed before to, to go to a love retreat? I think it is very educational. You get to make your own um, infusions with us, um, tantric infusions to make them even more aphrodisiac with other things. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we also do a lot of education on Tantra, which is sacred sexuality, which is type of, it's a type of yoga, but it's a very, um, very healing practice for partners to have a way more intimate relationship, mind, body, soul connection. And so you'll have the education on Tantra, but also the education on cannabis and the immersive feeling too. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I, I have a question. Um, what is cotton mouth and cotton vagina and how do you prevent it when using cannabis? Oh my God, cotton veg is totally a thing. And thank you so much for bringing it up. I love how like went into this question because I saw it on the list and I'm like, I have never heard these terms before. I need to know more about that. That was so locked and loaded too. What's cotton mouth and cotton vagina? Okay, yeah. sure. Okay. Tell, tell us more. They want to know. And basically when we're consuming cannabis, this is only when you're smoking this is only through inhalation so you won't get this Mm. through topicals or oils but it's only through inhalation smoke and what we're finding is that if you're smoking cannabis it can be very drying on the body and um what we're finding is that if you smoke you know afterwards your mouth gets incredibly dry like you just dry as a desert you know (laughs) you just need to drink some water or sip on something just because you just smoked a joint very very common Mm -hmm. so the thing is is that as women we have a vulva and a vagina right and they are very much connected and made out of a very similar tissue so what ends up happening is that if you are very dehydrated it can dry out the body and dry out the vagina as well Hmm. so that's where cannabis lube can come in because (laughs) you can use it as a lubricant right and cannabis lube will not give you cotton vagina at all because there's no smoking happening um well, the thing about cannabis lube, though, what I like to say is that it's more like a marinade than a lube. Okay. And why I say that is because you really want to use the lube like 10 to 15 minutes, maybe even 25 minutes before you have sex, just so you can really soak up the THC and the CBD. Um, 
before going into that, that act and really giving it time to soak all in. So that's what I would leave with you guys. Use it 15 minutes before sex as a marinade rather than a lube. It can be used as a lube, definitely helps with lubrication. I just find that like that could be wasteful sometimes, you know? So yeah, that's a, you won't get cotton mouth from a lube. That's for sure. <laughs> Good to know. I've never even heard that term before, so. <laughs> and people always so ask me, like, if I use a cotton lube, but then I get eaten out, does that turn my pussy into an edible? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> if you are finding yourself swallowing, then yes, sir, you have had an edible well, today. <laughs> you're going to do it right. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, my God. I love that. Right? Wow. I feel like we could talk to you forever. So naturally we'll like ha- obviously have to have you back. Hopefully next time in real oh, life sure. in person. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. But in the meantime, like I feel like we should tell everyone where to find out more information about you and Pleasure Peaks and all the different things that you mentioned that you do um, in this podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, you can find me at pleasurepeaks.com or AntoinetteGomez.com. Antoinette is spelled the Spanish translation because I'm from Peru. I'm Peruvian, Jamaican, and Irish. And um, it's Antoinette, A-N-T-U-A-N-E-T-T-E. And it's Gomez with a Z. And if you find me at AntoinetteGomez.com, it has all of my social media hangout like connections so you can find me on whatever you need. <laughs> Awesome. We'll link it as well in the description of this episode and on our social media so people can easily find you. But like, thank you so much. I feel like I just sat in like a school lecture or something and just learned so much. From the good kind. The good kind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the, the kind where I'm not falling asleep. I'm no. like, I need to know more. <laughs> so good. Yeah, this has been really, really great and really informative. Like I won't go buy cannabis lube like right now. So <laughs> yeah, it up. we got to go <laughs> to the dispensary. <laughs> I love it. I'm so happy, guys. It's been an absolute like guest being on here, and I'm so happy that you guys learned a lot from it. There's so much when it when it comes to cannabis can can be very overwhelming for so many of us. So I'm glad that you guys have some tangible tips that you guys can take home. And yeah, well, let's see if we can work together on something in the future. I would love to. It's been um, so much fun with all you guys. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much. Okay, so we have said goodbye to Antoinette and it's just us again, but we can't leave an episode without a segment. Um, And we're going back to one of our faves. He said what? (laughs) (laughs) So So different with the camera there. It's like a head bob and everything. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll just put that on our social media. (laughs) He said what? (laughs) We should all just do it. (laughs) He said what? (laughs) (laughs) How do you how do you say it like that without bobbing your head is the question. Try it. That's <laughs> true. He said that. You can't. So <laughs> okay, so who wants to go first? Oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll I'll go first. I'll go first. And this one actually came to me. So uh, our last last week's episode, we were talking about high school, and something popped into my head, and I didn't share it in that episode. But something was said to me in high school, actually, like, uh, one is a guy, one is a girl, so I'll talk about the guy one. Um, and it was just kind of, like, inadvertently, like, 
like body shaming in a way. And it stuck with me to this day. Like guys, this happened like 15 years ago and I'm, it still sticks with me. And like looking back in high school, like um, I was, I wasn't like fat or anything. Like I was just like, not like super skinny. Like I had boobs, like I developed like earlier than like a lot of girls. And like, I was definitely like soft around the edges, but I wasn't like, I look back and I'm like, I wish I was that, you know? Um, but I'll never forget, like, this guy, his name's Eric, and I don't care that I'm saying his name. I'm so he, or, no, sorry, no, his no, the guy who said it, his name was Eric, but the guy who told me about it, he's fighting Kevin. Okay. I think it was Kevin. Anyway. Kevin and Eric, he was yeah. like, and uh, he was like, Eric and I were talking, and we both think that you have, like, a really pretty face, but, like, your the body would need, like, work. Oh, my <laughs> God. And I was like, what i was humiliated like he didn't say in front of everybody but i'm like are you what the fuck does that mean like and when you're young like you don't process it the right way and i was just like immediately like so embarrassed and i was just like and also, I was telling, sorry continue and i remember telling my friends and i was just like what had happened i was like so like and in a way i don't know because i think when you're in high school like any attention from like the opposite sex or the yeah. same sex that you are attracted to like that's really like like even if they say like something that's like that was like totally he was like nagging 100 percent mm-hmm. but like it was just like you don't like I almost like I was like obviously floored and I was like a little offended by it but I was able to be like oh but at least my face is okay like mm-hmm. I can change my body but I can't really change my face too much Anyway, so that always stuck with me. And then I remember one day, like, uh, we were, it was after, like, um, like rugby practice or something. Yeah, I played rugby for, like, a year. It's fine. And um, one of the girls said, she was like, you, you know, one time, some of us were talking, we think that you have, like, one of the nicest, like, one of the nicest looking, like, faces or whatever in our grade. And then I was just like, thanks for, like, singling that out again. Like, thank you. I know I look like um oh I don't know like a fucking God. Shamu or something like okay cool. oh. also anyway Kevin if, if Eric I'm... and all those girls probably like live in their like mom's basement and are working at like McDonald's drive through so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're up to but like it stuck with me and I was so bummed and like to this day like the fact that I still think about that no wonder why I have like fucking like body issues and I emotionally eat yeah, anyway no, so that, that's up. my he said what they said what um, so yeah, just watch what you fucking say. People are yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my he said what also goes way back and it also has to do with body shaming. Was it fucking uh, Kevin and Eric again? Okay, there's a trend here. <laughs> it's like such a coincidence because I didn't know what you, what yours was going to be. Um, so mine was, uh, when I was like early 20s, I was dating my like second boyfriend at the time. Uh-huh. Um, and he said to me, he was like, you're so skinny, you look like a starving African child. That's so That's weird. Really That's really so fucked weird. up. Oh. I know. Because, like, I guess, like, he could, like, feel my ribs, and so he said that, and I was like, excuse me? How, how I hate everybody. Like, how long were you seeing this guy? Like, who oh, like, we did it for, like, a year and a half. Honestly, he wasn't a dick, um, but that comment was, like, was really rude. <laughs> but, like, he actually wasn't, he wasn't, like, a mean person. Um, mm-hmm. but I just yeah. didn't realize what he was saying was, like, not appropriate. He's yeah. ignorant. He was, yeah, he's yeah, definitely totally, ignorant. Totally. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, uh, that's so layered. <laughs> that's like that's really yeah. upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, guys, this is people. People are fucked. I'm telling you, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, like, I, I'm cautiously optimistic of the future and what it might hold, and I really hope that you know, I actually have faith in. I, in the beginning, I was like Gen Z. I was like, no, like millennials, we got this. But now Gen Z's coming through, and I'm like, okay, you, you little activists out there, and people actually care about like the environment and like class yeah. and racial inequality. I'm like good for you and i really hope that their high school experience and college experiences um are you know more positive and we don't have such a negative connotation um around body shaming and also being like mike, mike you said and being cognizant about like microaggressions and mm. um and just yeah, being more aware and educated and informed so i'm very hopeful for the future because i'm sure we can all look back and be like that was fucked up and nobody blinked uh, yeah. an eye because it was just accepted. So yeah. Yeah. Totally. If yeah. So look out for those he said what, yeah. y'all. <laughs> oh, oh man. Okay. Kevin and Eric. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, on that note, very positive note. Um, <laughs> it is. We said fuck them. Okay. I know. Fuck them all. Um, thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you learned as much as we did. Um, we're all going to go to um, the dispensary now and buy all the things. Um, I'm already loaded up. I just need that topical lube. Yeah. I, I'm like, I've already Googled it on my phone. It's open. Oh. So um and we'll report back if we try it <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so so thank yeah. you for listening don't forget to follow us subscribe leave a review all of that fun stuff and we will see you next week bye bye, bye. hey guys don't forget to follow us on social media at somebody date us and make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode